Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, well, we're back here on the Ohioan Podcast. I'm here with a new friend from the Ohio Capital Journal, Susan Tebbin. Susan, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Fantastic. And you cover education, right, for the Capital Journal? Um, and yeah. there's a lot to talk about here in Ohio, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all just piling on top. When it rains, it pours for education in Ohio, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I say this to every State House reporter we have on. It's, it's a good time to be a state house reporter because I know sometimes the news are like, well, do we need you? Is there anything going on? Well, right. hey, there's a lot going on to state house. It, it never gets boring, especially during this rough time right now with the pandemic and everything else. Um, you know, one thing that struck me, and there's a couple of things we could talk about today, but in the news business, we always talk about the Friday afternoon news dumps. And sometimes we get that weird press release at 4.30 where a company announces really bad news. Well, in the news dumps of all news dumps, we had a press conference from uh, DeWine. Think what? It was last Friday, probably a week and a half ago right now. And it frustrated some education reporters I know. But you always think, man, it's a 6.15 press conference. What's going on? Are we closing the schools? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And, And DeWine kind of chose that time to express some frustrations about um, schools not meeting this deadline on March 1st, he said. And, yeah, it's an important issue. It's vaccines. I'm not diminishing the value of it. But, you know, there's so much going on in Ohio right now. It kind of sparked some, you know, Twitter back and forth between super tense and everything. I don't know. We always talk use the phrase, what hill are you going to die on? And it seemed like a, a weird hill for DeWine to off to die on. Was he just having a bad day? What was happening that day? Well, I don't know about him, but definitely you're right. When a reporter sees uh, all of a sudden a 610 a news conference, they think something big is coming. Um, right. I think that's the case for all of us. We thought something big was coming. So, you know, preparing for whatever, uh, like you say, schools closed, education, you know, budget cuts, who knows? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting because I was had already written up a story um, that I'll send you the link to uh, on Ohio Capital Journal's website that was a long-term, you know, deep dive into the vaccines in schools and then what was what were teacher unions talking about and what were the superintendent of the state's school board of, board of education and all those groups, what were they talking about with this and the March 1st deadline, what was the deal with that? And, you know, it was interesting. I couldn't really get uh, the governor on the record as far as, you know, talking to me one-on-one about what the March 1st deadline was. Um, so this actually gave me the opportunity to ask a question that I hadn't yet got a question to, or got an answer to. 
And uh, so when I was on that and he said there were three schools that, you know, weren't going to meet this March 1st deadline, but they had agreed, they had signed this document that says you're going to be in school or you won't get vaccinated um, in school, meaning in person or a hybrid model, which means you could go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, say, and then skip or whatever. Um, so I, I got to ask him, you know, this March 1st deadline, explain this to people, you know, what what about March 1st makes this significant? And really what he said was there's not a magic, you know, answer to why we picked March 1st. It was just, it seemed like the date to, to give enough, uh, you know, time for schools to prepare and time for schools to get these vaccinations. And actually this week, starting today, was the last week for schools to be scheduled to distribute the vaccines and whoever wanted to get them would be able to get their vaccinations. So. You know, March 1st ended up being, he didn't say arbitrary, but it sort of seemed like it was a date that they, you know, picked to say, okay, we have to pick a date to say this is when and do it. And so he just was very, you know, resolute in the fact that we needed, uh, we needed to get back into schools because there is research that says, even in Ohio, we've seen one third of a year uh, of English language has been lost in third grade reading assessment. An Ohio State research team did a study on that, and that, that showed that we are having some losses. So in-person instruction is something we need to get back to. But uh, as far as the Friday, it was kind of seemed like it was just to say, hey, these three schools in Akron and Cleveland and Cincinnati, um, and I believe he added a fourth one the next week when he was having his regular press conference, and said, hey, you agreed to this, um, and now you have to do it. And I guess some of them he's talked to, and they've said, yes, okay, we're going to, you know, get back to it. But some of them have said, you know, this isn't safe, this isn't the way we want to do it, so we're going to try to figure out the safest way to open the schools back up and have some students ready to go. I, I love politics, and I'm, I'm down with all this, but I like to play conspiracy theorists in politics. <laughs> it means it's funny. You look at former President Trump, and he's always been like, okay, we got to get these kids back to school. And, you know, yeah. President Biden comes in, and obviously Trump and Biden don't agree on anything, but, you know, <laughs> they Biden said, hey, let's get these kids to school. DeWine, that's somewhere in the middle of probably, you know, Trump and Biden, now he's on the same train, too. And you're right. I think there is some definite proven studies out there saying, okay, it's better for kids to be in school in the educational process. I wonder if it's a nice political football to throw around too, because you know, it, it's hard. It's nice. My kids go to school my at the place my wife teaches at. I work at home for Gannett, Ohio. So it's easier for me, but you look, we're lucky. There's a lot of parents out there that one works for company A, one works for company B and they, they try to get like crazy, go home when their kids go home. And with having kids at home, it's tough. I wonder, is it like a nice political thing to say where say, Hey parents, we're making easier on you. I, I kind of wonder about that too. Maybe I'm being yeah. mean there, but I, I think a lot, a lot may have to do with that. Am I in left field by saying that? No, there's certainly, you know, discussions and, you know, people have slipped up and said, you know, these are, the teachers or the parents want, want to have their babysitters back. And I don't think that's yeah. fair because teachers have the hardest jobs in the world. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, um, but, you know, there is the case. You know, you have to keep the the parents and the teachers safe and you have to keep the students safe. And yeah, it, it's, it's a hard thing. I think, you know, DeWine has been, you know, sort of juggling where 
it's important, and the superintendent of uh, the Ohio superintendent of schools, Paolo De Maria, has said that um, it's local control that we need. We need these districts to be able to say we have the control of what we're going to do. And honestly, DeWine said, you know, that's fine. You just can't have the vaccinations unless you go in person. And the teachers unions yeah. have said that's, you know, that's that's not how this should work. It should not be a prerequisite that we, you know, decide to go to school just so we can have these vaccinations. So it, it's definitely, you know, everyone has an opinion. Everyone believes their side of it. So I can see, you know, DeWine thinks... DeWine could see these studies as well, just as we are seeing them in the CDC saying it's safe to go back in school. And he said that it's safe yeah. to go back. Um, students aren't the major thing, but the CDC is also saying community spread has yeah. to be something you focus on to be able to go back to schools and to be able to you know, formulate your plans for how you're going to do that. And the cleaning plans and ventilation in Cleveland schools has said, you know, we need to look at our plans for what ventilation looks like in our aging schools before we can say, yes, we're going to go back to school, because that's a very important part of keeping yourself safe from from COVID-19 is having that proper ventilation to be able to get the, the fresh air and the circulation air. So. Well, it's always a catch-22 for my family, because my wife's a special education teacher. My kids both have special needs. And I think it's tough, because for kids like that, they need to be in school. I mean, those kids have a hard time with remote learning. Just based on the nature of who these kids are. But it's hard, too, because my wife being a teacher, you're more likely to have the awkwardness of the snotty hugs. And, you know, you know it's harder for kids with special needs. So it, it, I, I respect her to death for, I mean, it's tough. I'm sure you've heard mm -hmm. stories like that and other stories from, there's always very special circumstances that make it hard. Yeah, definitely. I have definitely, I've talked to specifically special education and individual edu individualized education plans, uh, the teachers that use those to be able to say, you know, this is what the student needs individually, and this is how we get it. And, you know, they, they want to see us go back, and even in the middle of, um, before anybody was talking about what the plans were to go back to school, they were saying we need to get back in school, because there are things that we cannot, you know, teach. I have a nephew that's in speech therapy. It's, it's harder. It's more difficult yeah. to be able to, you know, do the practices that you need to do to be able to do that over as we're doing it, or, you know, even six feet away. So, you know, it's, it's, everybody has a certain way that they need to get back and, and learn. So these special education teachers are willing to do whatever they need to do. And I think do it in a very safe way if they can get back to what, doing what they, uh, their duty, which they feel is getting back to the students and, and helping them get back to recovering that gap that we're going to have and um, that scientists and legislators all the same say we're going to have this gap in learning that we're going to have to catch up, whether that be through summer school, all year school, tutoring, no matter what it has to be, we're going to have some gap that we're going to have to fill in, in traditional learning and special education and everything else. And it sounds like those issues from the Dwine Press Conference are selling itself out because even in the frustration you could feel from the Twitter back and forth, it, it wasn't like these schools were like, you know, hey, we're never coming back. They were like, hey, we're in the process of bringing people back. So it sounds like, and maybe that's why we had the 615 press conference on Friday, but it sounds like at least these things are resolving, which is good. And as you said, real busy time in education because it's not just the vaccine issue or when these kids 
kids get back. But you've got we're trying to figure out the uh, budget and with what monies you have, how schools are funded. I know that's something they're trying to figure out too. Is there anything that has to fall behind the wayside? Because I mean, Susan, there's only a certain number of hours in a day, and you know, we we joke about our editors asking us to work harder and everything else. Well. I mean, I, I don't know how we can get all this figured out in a year. It's not just the educational stuff, but yeah. there's all, uh, redistricting and everything else. I mean, what do you think gets the, uh, what do you think's realistic to expect by the end of the year in terms of what we're trying to do educationally in Ohio? Right. Um, the law says that the budget has to be passed um, this year. So and, and by uh, summer, I believe. Um, so they have to have something there, and the governor's yeah. proposals are already out, um, which brings education levels back to pre-pandemic levels. And it actually jumps up the uh, the budget for wraparound services, so like mental health services, uh, services for uh, students um, that are determining non-academic needs that they might have. Um, so $100 million uh, bump for that in the biennium uh, budget. And that seems to be a priority for the, not only the governor, but the legislature to see that happen. Um, one thing that we're seeing even this week um, going through is testing waivers, state testing. Uh, yeah. State testing uh, usually goes into determining the state report cards for schools. So that determines their funding levels currently. Right. Um, it's one part of determining their funding levels. So determining whether that happens, that's actually a legislative issue that's being discussed and possibly might be voted on this week. Um, and then they're asking for a waiver of federal testing as well, because they think that the, you know, the learning gap is going to be such that these tests, these, you know, results from the tests are not going to be very useful in the next year, two years, five years to be able to say, hey, this is what we need to do, because this was such a unique 100 year, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that might be decided in that certainly seems to be a priority, and it's a Republican bill that's being uh, pushed through this week. Since we have the Republican majority, that's much more likely to get through. Um, as far as the governor's budget and, and education, there's increases in uh, charter school funding. There's increases in ed choice, private school voucher funding. So, you know, they seem to be the priorities that uh, the majority in the legislature has shown. But we'll just have to see because the, the the budget process is an ever-evolving thing that right. changes, you know, daily. Um, and then, yeah, we have the overhaul happening too, which has been about 20 years, 30 years in the making, since the Supreme Court said that the public school system in Ohio was uh, the funding system was unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, and the decision called the Rolf. Uh, yeah. So we're still trying to fix that. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, we have that. In, we have that in the process. Um, it was in the General Assembly last year, but it didn't quite make it through. A few things made it in the capital budget, um, but as far as uh, that looks, it's House Bill One, so it's uh, the first thing. Haven't seen any progress except for the uh, sponsors uh, talking and giving their testimony in uh, House Finance. But as far as what will happen with that, we'll see. The some of the Republican legislators have said that will be a priority, and the person that started it is currently the Speaker of the House. So I would think that yeah. would give it some some good progress. So. Well, I'm I'm kind of wondering too. Yeah, this year's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Well, and I was going to, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to mention about with broadband. I know that's not specifically educational. And I know, obviously, from our first part of our conversation, we want to get the kids back into school. But I'm thinking broadband is mm-hmm. going to be critical even for education because you never know. We might change the way we do things in the future. Not that we're not going to we're gonna have remote learning for everybody forever, but it, it opens so many more opportunities. I'm thinking even during snow days and everything, or actually educa- educational opportunities. Really? So it, it sounds like that's going to be a really important thing for education, even though it's not coming out of an educational pot, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's all intertwined, and you can't have you know education without talking about that, especially as we're talking about online testing possibly or you know any kind of thing um and the lieutenant governor john Husted uh, just had a pilot program and he's finishing off the first phase of it that was in the switzerland of ohio school district which is massive and it's a perfect way to show you know 500 square miles of you know ohio how can we connect this stuff and i mean you know that's connecting the community is the next part of it so they understand yeah. i think in that pilot program that connecting the schools is you know of utmost importance and then right. connecting the community as well so it'll be interesting to see how that works yeah very uh, lots of good stuff well, well we appreciate having you on to talk about it and like we said you got open invitation to come back because Obviously, education, it's still going to be an issue. This is going to take a while to figure itself out. I mean, I wish we could say, hey, tomorrow we'll have a big meeting and everything will be resolved and we'll have a happy press conference. And Yeah, (laughs) we'll resolve the role for, we'll resolve everything in one glorious morning and and COVID will go away and everything will be fine. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, we've got to keep you busy. Well, well, I guess my only concern, not for you, but just for our state, is just how do we figure out all this stuff in one year? It's going to be crazy. But, hey, it keeps us working. It keeps you guys flowing at the Ohio Capital Journal, and it keeps us flowing at the Dispatch, the St. Choir, and all the other uh, great Gannett papers across Ohio. And, and I say this, and you know, I say this not just because I want to be employed, but I want to support local journalism is, you know, you see the hashtag on Twitter, support local journalism and go for it. I mean, definitely, um, you know, Gannett Ohio, we have a lot of papers across Ohio, subscribe to them. Um, and Ohio Capital Journal, it's great. It's free. Uh, you don't have to, it, there's no paywall there, but yep. they rely on your donations because they've got a big staff and how they do it is through donations. You know, just because you can access them for free doesn't mean it's free to put out. So definitely support local journalism. It's definitely helps because without that, you, you got to have a watchdog of what's happening across the state. It's so vitally important. And yeah, thank and, you. And Susan. I mean, we're all, yeah, we're all local journalists. Um, everybody at the Capital yeah. Journal. Um, there's actually funny. Funny enough, three of us worked in Athens all at the same time. Yeah, so we're all mm-hmm. used to the local journalism, and we know how important it is to the communities. So it'll be definitely important to support them. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the old Athens news crew, right? <laughs> Came. Uh, am I? Uh, yep. Have I got the paper right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was get confused. There's one that supports Athens, them. Athens, Athens Messenger. W- Definitely. And it's always fun. We haven't had David on. We got we have to have David on before long, but yeah, it's always fun to talk to Tyler. I'm trying to encourage him to go on Twitch. He he started a Twitch account. I got all excited. I started my own <laughs> Twitch account. And both he and I have not had time to go back on Twitch. Obviously there's 
other stuff we got to worry about too. So we'll, we'll have to encourage it. Maybe we all so can get Twitch accounts. So oh my gosh. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> so, and I love it. I mean, I'm on too much social media, but it's, it's crazy. And now I'm hearing about how wonderful clubhouse is. I'm already thinking about how do we do the podcast on clubhouse, but I'm like, there's way too much stuff to control mm-hmm. at one time. It's so hard. Definitely. Right. So, <laughs> The only reason I know what Clubhouse is is from the celebrities that have said I'm not actually on Clubhouse. So that's the only oh, okay. reason I know it exists. So I'll have to look into it. <laughs> uh, a podcaster I listen to. I, I He doesn't know me personally. I was on a show once, but I don't think he knows me personally. But uh, Rob Sesternio, I like to give him a shot. Rob has a podcast. And I listened to podcasts him where all weekend he was screaming about how wonderful Clubhouse was. And, you know, since I do some similar things to what he does, I'm like, oh, man, maybe I need to try that now. So I I, I love this business. I love yeah. what we do, Susan, but it's hard because when you listen to our podcast, you're sitting there and instead of just enjoying the podcast and saying this is a great podcast, you're there like, man, how do we bring this here? It's great. So it's a little frustrating. <laughs> right. It's good. I like what I do. It's better than doing a lot of other stuff, but it makes it very tough. So, well, Susan, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. It's great mm-hmm. to get to know you like this. Um, check her out, the Ohio Capital Journal, and open invitation. Let's continue this and definitely come back on to talk about education and all the other great stuff you guys are doing at the Ohio Capital Journal. Well, stick around for a second afterwards. And for everyone else, thanks so much for checking out the Ohioan. Definitely keep subscribing. Keep uh, sharing us with your friends, and uh, check our sponsors at the bottom of the page as well. Thanks again. Have a great day.